it's Lee Salisbury here. Welcome to a very special week of Soap from the Box, celebrating the return of Neighbours to Amazon Freebie. All week, we have interviews with some of the biggest stars, not only in front of the camera, but behind the camera as well. Remember, there are over 90 episodes of Soap from the Box to listen to right now. So when you've enjoyed this week's spectacular, settle down and listen to some of them. Enjoy today's. My special guest to launch this extra special week of Soap from the Box is a bona fide soap legend. He's an Australian actor, television producer and screenwriter who started appearing on our small screens in the late 1960s, mainly in Australian police dramas such as Homicide, Division 4 and Bluey. However... To us, it was in 1987 we took him to our hearts when he took on the role of Harold Bishop, a role he didn't know at the time made him Harold from Neighbours rather than Ian Smith for quite a while. He's an integral part. Sorry, sorry. Is, what was that name, Ian? Ian Smith, here he is. He's coming in early. Look, now he's an integral... Oh, I'm sorry, yes. He's an integral part of my growing up when every night at 5.35 I would settle down on the armchair with my team, my mum would cook, and watch the comings and goings of Ramsey Street it is a total honour to welcome, you've heard him already, one of Neighbours' longest-serving stars and one of Soap's most iconic actors, Ian Smith. Hello. Hello, Lee. How are you? Don't, be, don't blame me for the way you turned out just because you watched it every night. <laughs> now, I have to say, Ian, you might not know this, I'm, I'm kind of part of Neighbours' comeback because I actually have directed, I directed the Soaps over here, but I directed uh, Holly and uh, Natalie for the end show and I've just directed Guy Pearce and Annie Jones when they came back for the comeback. Oh, yes, yes. I, I, I was speaking to him on the day. I think you were hunting for some site in Scotland. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were um we were in the middle of Surrey in February actually. It was freezing cold when we did all the scenes, but and everyone's oh, very confused over here why I was directing neighbours and we were in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well let, let's keep everyone confused and sort let's of... keep everyone confused. Now you when it's true, isn't it? I, I read this that when you've auditioned for parts, uh when when you're not in neighbours, casting directors would say, But you're Harold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, look, Harold was a blessing and a damnation. Two things, because no one can see me as anyone but Harold now. So I've given up going for weird and wonderful parts, as I used to do before um, before Neighbours. Uh, so I, I, it looks like I'm going to retire and take Harold to the grave with me. And it's, I mean, like you said, it's a blessing and a curse, It, I suppose, because a lot of actors, obviously we know acting is a very hard profession and a lot of people don't work. Um, mm. And I suppose at least one thing Soap gives you is that variety in a way of of at least stories you might play as a character, because not many other shows you would play a character that go through half as many things as the characters do in Soap. <laughs> yes. Uh, the only thing I didn't do was murder some, although I tried, didn't I? I tried to strangle... Uh... Um, uh, Stephen Dennis's character. Oh yes, yeah. So you, yeah, yeah, you did try, but you've—I mean—he's been through a lot of other, most other things, hasn't he? Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh now, dear. But, now you uh, go on. Sorry. Go on. Uh, look, a lot of people have a bit of fun with soap, but I could never have fun with with neighbours. I couldn't. It's done far too much for me. And uh, I can see the good that it does. I mean, when they finished up, when they finished the show, I thought, no, they can't do that. That's if for no other reason but to uh, have it there for a school for young actors. Yes. If, if for no other reason. You, you get a couple of weeks, youngsters get a couple of weeks doing the show. Well, what they have to jam into that couple of weeks is – a couple of years' worth of any drama school. Uh, honestly, they, they learn what the hard part of being on television is all about. And it is, because most mornings you're up at 5 o'clock in the morning and you're heading home around about 7 o'clock at night. Um, so if you still want to be an actor after that, okay, you mean it. Yeah, and you're still learning lines. If you're in big storylines, I mean, I've worked on the right. side over here, you know, it's it's getting up and going home that early, but then you've got all the homework to do for the next day. Well, not only the next day. I mean, if there's a hiccup, as, well, we've just gone through a pandemic, haven't we? But if there's a, a, a flu epidemic or something like that going through, uh, you're learning 
stuff that you're going to do tomorrow. You've got pickups from the week before, yeah. and this time, or you'll do a two-week Ford pickup, and uh, so you, you're learning three weeks of work at the same time. I think that's why my brain finally blew up. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not surprised. I mean, it is. I mean, for people listening, I mean, listening to this podcast, I know this by now, but we always say, and what I love is people who still really champion soap who've been in it. We'll come to this later, but obviously some massive stars have gone through Neighbours and still still love it. Let's go back to you, though, when you first joined. So you were offered the part by the actual original creator and exec producer, Reg Watson, I think, I believe. That's right, right. yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, I was um, I was in the stu- studio a lot because prisoner. I was uh, with prisoner, and um, they'd left it to me to close down um, the, the prisoner. And you know, so I was cleaning, clear, uh, clearing, making sure the sets were down, and we left the studio as pristine as we found it. Um, and Reg came up and he thanked me for um, my input into Prisoner. And he said, well, look, I've got something else going at the moment. And I said, what's it about? He said, oh, it's about a cul-de-sac and the people who live in the cul-de-sac. I thought, no, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. <laughs> Watching grass grow. And um, uh, he said, we want you to, uh, if you just come in and do about five weeks, that should look after us as a friend for Madge. And uh, I had just accepted a job, uh, script editing again for another sh- uh, uh, show that was going to start in approximately seven weeks. So I thought, oh, this is good. This is moving rather nicely. So I said, yes, thank you very much. And uh, we got to um, we got to my first week in the studio, and uh, that show fell over. So I thought, oh my God, this is just what I wasn't expecting. So. Uh, I suddenly became so interested in that wonderful, exciting show in the cul-de-sac, and uh, and it took on from there. And and the crew, the camera crew, were the ones that told me to uh, to stay there because camera crews are very hard people to make laugh. And uh, we were doing a rehearsal. We used to do a camera rehearsal in those days, and uh, with three cameras, as today is only two cameras. And uh, anyway, we were doing something, and they laughed. I was doing something, and they laughed. God, I thought, I can't remember what I did. What did I do to make (laughs) them laugh? And uh, I couldn't think of it. So anyway, I went back over the whole thing again. In the next scene, I tried what I thought it was, and the next scene, and they laughed again. And it was because I was doing Harold, as uh, as we all know him today. Know and love, yeah. Yeah, the bumbling court in a corner. <laughs> you know, that, that, that business. And, uh, yeah, it worked. It worked, thank God. We had uh, Lucinda Cowden on the show, actually, and she said she kind of knew she was only brought in for a brief period, but she kind of knew it was working when she kind of came up with that laugh that Melanie's got and everyone laughed, <laughs> including, <laughs> including the cast. And she was like, oh, I think I'm onto something here. <laughs> when when uh, those scenes stopped and she'd been a little bit excessive with the laughter, we'd all throw something at her. Oh, really? Brilliant. <laughs> now, like you said, you were only supposed to be in for a couple of weeks. Now, Harold, like you said, I mean, as we know, his description when you joined was indecisive, considerate, stuffy and reserved. He was a Christian and never missed church. I mean, how much say did you, how much... Because as I know, sorry, the dogs are going mad. They're very excited that Ian Smith's in the building. Um, how much de- say did you have in that? I know often working in soap, some characters are uh, very I, defined. I had the luxury that few actors get. They they just left it to me. Amazing. It, it, they were very good at, at that. And uh, so, I mean, I, if if I couldn't have been good with that much freedom I, I should get out of the business you know <laughs> and as we said i mean you soon you came in as a friend for a friend for madge and charleston who again i actually worked with on emmerdale but i mean you became such a popular couple and we all know that finding that chemistry on set with someone and for two characters to become so i mean imagine harold you know you almost say one name and you say the other was that an instant connection or did you kind of know oh, you guys that it was we working we had known each other for some time. Uh, and uh, yeah, I respected her work. I, I really respected her work. And it, it would seem that she respected mine. And uh, we, <laughs> yes, we had rehearsals, camera rehearsals, but 
Anne and I have since talked about this. We didn't, <laughs> it sounds awfully big-headed, but we didn't need them because we knew what the other actor was going to do. And we and we trusted e- each other implicitly. We, we we just knew. I knew what Anne was going to do if I said my line this way, and she <laughs> came out and said she was the same way with me. So we, uh, when we first read the script scene by scene at home, that was our rehearsal because we knew what each other was going to do. And that's amazing when you say you had camera. I mean, for people listening that don't understand now, I mean, literally you go on set and you kind of just do a quick line run and you record. But I mean, the luxury of having camera rehearsals, do you think that lacks now? I mean, did it give, did it give it more time for scenes to be worked on with the actors? Do you think? I I would much rather do it the way we're doing it now. Oh, really? Oh yes. Yes. Because sometimes with some people, uh, and I'm not condemning them for this, but their, their best read is their first read. Um, or their first performance is their first performance. Sometimes they can't come back and do it a second time. Um, They're more inspired, I I suppose you'd have to say, on their first performance. And uh, you see them try and do a second performance, it's nowhere near as fresh. As as uh, it Yeah. Yes, yes. I've had that debate actually with people because soap, soaps are very kind of almost one off for that in a way, because I've worked on other dramas where, you know, you're on, you have to for lighter because as we know, soap is a bit multi-camera and it's lit for kind of the scene rather than the shot a lot of the time. Um, and if you do say, a you know, a period drama, you're on take, you know, take 15, but that's because it's a different setup. But I suppose that's, that's the great thing about soap. There's not many places that you can get that spontaneity, is there? No, no, you're quite right. It's uh, it's something that oh, I don't know. People, hmm, I'm not <clears throat> I'm not praising method actors here because uh, I'm not sure I'm very keen on method acting. But uh, they come in knowing, knowing how, what, and how they're going to do, no matter what the actors opposite them are going to do, <laughs> which I think is a bit wrong. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, pardon me. oh, we've had the worst winter. Oh, let me oh, have you? Me. Well, you're speaking to me in a heat wave, Ian, in in the UK. It's amazing here. For the, we've had a terrible yeah. summer, to be honest, but it's we're having a nice week at the moment. Oh, send some over, will you? <laughs> but going, yeah. So method actors, yeah, they come in knowing what they're going to do. Yes, yes, and uh, sometimes the way uh, that they're going to do it doesn't suit the person they're playing opposite who who may deliver a line which directly argues what they're doing yeah yeah and you but you and Anne, you just instantly like you said you knew each other so you kind of just you just kind of worked off each other oh we bounced off each other beautifully i thought um he's the total opposite of madge what isn't he i mean madge was basically everything that harold wasn't yes yes indeed um, um, yeah, uh, it's so few few actors get the luxury and and that we had of oh we we it was like one brain serving two people. Brilliant, was, yeah, yeah, it was. We were so lucky. We really were. And did you? I mean, when was it? So you joined in nineteen eighty seven. I'm trying to cast my eye back right. when. Um, when it became, because when you joined, as you said, you know, the Reg told you it was about life in a cul-de-sac and you thought, oh, this is going to end soon. Um, <laughs> as I think Stefan Dennis thought as well. I think Stefan had lined up another yes, ready. Yes. Um, and yes. there he is still there. But I mean, when was it you, because obviously the UK started to really take its heart and we've told this story so many times on here, but obviously what happened here was it was on at lunchtime and so many kids were missing school that I think it was the head of the BBC, his daughter's school report came in and she had missed, you know, the first lesson back and he, he discovered it's because everyone was skipping school to watch neighbors so it was his decision to put it on again in the afternoon when did you start getting a sense because obviously it was huge bigger here than actually in its you know australia when did you start getting that sense that wow this is becoming huge it was uh, actually uh, by the post deliveries oh really uh, australia post had to put on another delivery for the studio wow uh, there were just too many fan 
letters coming in for the ordinary deliveries that we were getting. And uh, we we loved it at first, uh, really loved it at first, because it was so history-making. It was ridiculous. And we would spend all lunch hour and when we go home replying to them. Yeah, well, wow, yeah. You can only miss so many lunch hours and go home, do the, the uh, letters, answer the letters. And we did. We did answer the letters and, uh, and learn your words for the next day. You can only do that for so long and your, your brain starts to get a little bit tired. Yeah, I'm so, surprised. Yeah, so we we had to ask the boss for a bit of help, and uh, so we ended up getting cards that had X amount of writing on them. So instead of us having to say, uh, thanks for watching, hi, Ian Smith, we just I just had to put Ian Smith. Um, and it did. That's half our time. And, uh, and you, you kept thinking, I can't keep putting this on the same card all the time. But you could, because oh, yeah, that one that one card meant uh, the world to someone getting it. I think that that probably started the revolution of cards. Because obviously now it's so different because people just you know send a message on social media to people. But back then it yes, was the fact. Right. What I loved is fans really did go to the effort. They had to find out the address. They had to write a letter. They had to post it, and then you yeah. were you were wait. I mean, I did it with my famous, you know, the my favorite characters. Um, and you would wait for the postman to come to see whether you got a reply back. So it was yeah. literally the post, and you would go. And was it the UK specifically that you knew it was becoming massive in? I suppose you were getting a lot of posts from the UK. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, we got what the best that Australia could give us as far as fan cards were concerned. But my God, if you huge, great bundles of letters each and every day, huge. And, uh, we ended up having this very funny dialogue with the postman who used to come in his van and uh, took a van for the special delivery. Wow. Yeah. That's that's just brilliant. And let's talk through. So I looked at a list. This has been created, the best 35 characters ever, according to this list on the internet. So I just wanted to go through some of them and talk about your experiences and your memories working with these people. These are people, for people listening, these will be the characters, the iconic characters that we all remember. Because as though, although Neighbours obviously still is huge, I think for a certain generation, there's a period of time that, you know, the characters will always remain with us. Some of them are still there. Um, the yeah, list yeah. kicked off at 35 with Daphne Clark, played by Elaine Smith. Did you have much with Elaine? Oh, she was lovely. She was just a lovely lady. Uh, yes, yes. She was, and she had a wicked sense of humour. And you're not old enough for me to tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, well, maybe some people listening aren't. That's surprising because she was quite... Uh, she, I mean, Des, obviously she was uh, paired with Des. Um, who's been back as well. He came back for the finale. But they were another power couple, weren't they? They were so popular. Oh, they, they, they were I talked to him quite a lot. I talked to Paul uh, quite a lot. Uh, he living, He's living in Sydney. But uh, we often give each other a tingle and uh, swap with what's been happening to us. And what happened with her, Kat? Because that was one of, I mean, I remember being young watching it, that that was one of the big first shocks when Daphne, Daphne obviously died in it, and it was a huge shock that yeah. she left. Was that Elaine's choice? I mean, was that Elaine's no, choice? I don't know. You don't know. But Because no, you've had it as well, Ian, when you decided, obviously, you were in it a long time. Is it, we've kind of touched on this earlier, but is it hard when you're such a big character in such a big show, is it hard to make that decision to have time off or to leave? Oh, God, yes. Oh, it's shocking. It's terrible. Uh, I mean, I know I went by my own choice, but I was coming back from the restaurant one day and going back to the green room to start again after lunch, and uh, I was just walking past the uh, producer's office, and I thought, no, I don't want to go back to the green room. Right. And And I always promised myself that if ever I started to doubt the performance that I was giving, I would quit. Uh, Because crazily enough, I had fallen in in love with a silly old fart, and I I wouldn't have liked him to go out under a cloud, you know, not doing his best work. Yes. And so I just, uh, as we say, chucked a Yui and uh, went back into the producer's office, and I said, Peter, I'm sorry, but... uh, 
when this uh, contract is up, I won't be renewing. Well, I've seen a man in shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was the especially uh, out of nowhere. Peter, yeah, Peter and I we got on well, and uh, he said, "No, you're not." <laughs> I said, "Yes, I am." <laughs> and, and it went on like that for a while. And look, uh, God bless them; they they did an awful lot to try and keep me there, and they they finally came up with six months on, six months off. I mean, how many actors get that? Uh, and, and, you know, a good retainer in between. Yeah, that's so, great, isn't it? Um, wow. I mean, talk about luxury, you know. Anyway, uh, it is hard for that to happen. And I have to tell you that when uh, everyone had made up their mind that uh, Anne was going to leave, um, it was awful in the studio because then the cancer thing set in. Yes, and of course. I, I've, I've forgotten how long it happened. Uh, it took before that until she died, but it was just terrible. It was like there was a real cancer there. And uh, and when the day happened, oh, I'm still I can still remember word for word how that day happened. Wow, wow. And I mean, yeah, well, playing heavy storylines like that, obviously, that's another aspect to soap because when you're, it's fine being, you know, when you're there bumbling and having the fun, but actually, when you play something like that and you're living and breathing it, like you said, it becomes, yeah. again, you, I mean, we, we can talk about actors. Obviously, there's doctors out there that are doing saving lives and, you know, unfortunately, seeing people dying every day. But in this term, it is, it's a heavy going, isn't it? You really do live and breathe. And that Very must be quite going. hard. For having you and Anne, I suppose what a weird thing that you and Anne obviously imagine Harold had this amazing, and then it ended kind of almost on quite a yes. sour note. It, yes, it did. And uh, let me tell you something. My my real wife uh, died a little over three years ago, and I can't tell you how close we were to my experience with my wife, my actual wow. wife. Wow, wow. It was almost... It's almost, I mean, she took eight months from the time of being told uh, yeah. that she had when she died. And uh, my God, I tell you what, it was, uh, well, I was going through that whole thing again. That was, uh, it was awful. It was awful. Yeah, it is awful. And it just shows the power and the, the, how amazing our job is, but also how close you get to people. You, I mean, like so many people I know, I mean, um, uh, Alan said this to me. He plays Carl Kennedy. I mean, Jackie, yes. him is his second wife. You know, almost they they got there is another marriage. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And uh, and you soon find out that when you go home, when I went home, when girl was alive. Uh, when I went home at night, I had to tell her what we did during the day. Otherwise, I felt like I was cheating on her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously, it, it's ridiculous, but there you go. It's a weird thing, acting, isn't it? Let's carry on with this list. So at 29 was Mike, uh, the 35 character, most popular characters ever. 29, Mike Young, who I've just worked with, Guy Pearce, who actually I was blown away with because he's obviously done Hollywood now, some of the best films I've oh. ever seen. And he's the most down-to-earth guy. He was such a lovely oh, guy to work with. Such... Oh, look, he's such a lovely human being, but he was when he was a kid. And he just, I mean, he had, well, he had things with his family that not many people, they're a lovely family, but, uh, yeah, I can't say too much, can no, I? No, no, uh, no, but yeah, as we all do, ups and downs and things happening. But I often screen. thought, I, I doubt that I could have done it as he did it. He was, he was just wonderful. And you know what? When he found out that Gail died, he... He did everything but come over from the the Netherlands. Uh, he was on the phone. Uh, he was just he was just brilliant. He was he, uh, he's a lovely, lovely human being. He is. He he restores my faith in the industry actually. When I work with people like that who've been to Hollywood, and, you think, and I was kind of dreading working with you know thinking, oh no, it's going to be you know deverish. And I mean, it couldn't be any different. And it must have been lovely to have. I mean, obviously. You were back for the finale, as we thought Neighbours was going to end. Um, but to have, I mean, what I love is that someone like Guy went back. It just shows yes. that he's not forgotten his roots. He's yes. really proud of where he came from. And like you said, it's a, what, you know, there are actors who are ashamed to say they're in soap, which I think is just oh. wrong. Precisely. Yes. And, and to say, yes, I'll do scenes and not, 
just oh, I'll appear. Yes. No, I will do scenes. And it, yeah, and I can't tell you what I was nearly told you. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, we, we need another chat of Mike. Also, Margot Robbie, though. I mean, I know she only did a message, oh, but still amazing that she did it. Now, I, I want all red-blooded males to be listening to this. Now, come on, put down your, your driller and, and your <laughs> bandsaw and just listen to this. I had to have the kiss of life. Did you have the kiss of life yes. like Margot's character? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eat your hearts out. <laughs> oh my god, with Barbie herself. I mean, are you being a you know being one of the older characters on uh, one of the older characters? Was it? I mean, it must have been such a proud thing to see these people go off and make such a huge career for themselves. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, and it just made you realise how damned lazy you have been <laughs> oh if only I had the chance you know but uh, and you'd, you'd look for someone to blame I blame my father yes, <laughs> yes no, yeah, don't blame uh, yourself yes no oh I'm never wrong no it couldn't have been me <laughs> Uh, I mean, and all credit to them because I listened to Mark. I um, obviously I haven't had the chance to speak to Margot yet. But what I loved about her story, for anyone that didn't know, is she was waiting tables and um, heard a customer saying she was going to an open audition to Neighbours and kind of just rang Neighbours herself and got herself a, bu- a, a space booked. And it just shows oh. you need to just go for it. Precisely. Precisely. Although, I, you know, I've said those exact words to myself and then I remembered when I was doing stage work, uh, I did actually do that. I went to the the big biggest boss. There was one of the biggest theatres in Australia, and I said, "I think I can do much better than you've been getting me to do." And I couldn't believe I was saying the words. <laughs> the next show, I did. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah, you do. I think yeah. you have to. As I've got older, you really trust your guts. You have to just think, right? I'm gonna. You manif- manifest stuff as well. You know, you've got to manifest exactly. it. Um, yeah, well, there used to be a man called, you can't think of his name, that's how, but I'll carry on with the, uh, he, he'd say, bite off more than you can chew, then chew or choke. Yes, totally. Yeah, sink or swim, yeah. I always say. Yeah, just, you've got to, yeah. you've got to go for it. Let's go back to the list. Uh, we've got 27, uh, 22, Lucy Robinson. Now, what I love about this, Melissa Bell obviously is back playing her, but yeah. what I loved about Australian soaps, and the best one was Pippa in Home and Away, is they didn't worry about just swapping actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Because yeah, Lucy, I think, had about four, three or four actresses playing her. But uh, it's a funny thing with Australian soaps, isn't it? That you, it, one day it's one actress and it doesn't matter. Then the next day, Lucy's someone else. Oh, and it's not everyday occurrence. We do laugh at it when it happens. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Melissa's back as well. It must be quite nice now that you're back. Obviously, there's a lot of people back. Um, and especially for the finale, it must have been lovely to have it. Even you and uh, Anne were reunited for the finale. Um, it must yes. have been, well, how was that on set to get the, uh, you know, oh. su- such original cast back? It must have been a magical day. There was one day in Ramsey Street we were shooting it anyway. God decided to make it rain and miserable and terrible. And there were about four of the oldies um, standing in the middle of the street under a huge umbrella waiting for the rain to go away. And uh, all of a sudden, once again, the camera crew started to laugh. And uh, we said, what's going on? And they said, there you are. You were all kids. Oh, and they were happy to add, except you, Smithy. Um, <laughs> you were all kids last time you stood together in the street. Now have a look at you. You're showing each other photos of your kids. Isn't yes. that amazing? And yeah. it was. It was strange. It was strange. Well, Annie, oh, Annie Jones said that to me when we filmed, and she's at number 16 of most popular characters as Jane Harris. And I said to her, because it must be weird, um, that because you'll remember her being, you know, back then being one of the youngsters, and she said it's so bizarre now that she's one of the old older ones giving advice yeah. to the younger ones, remembering that we're yes. the younger ones. It's mad, isn't the it? The trouble is she's just as beautiful. She She'll is. Never get, Annie will never get old. No, that's what I said to her. It's kind of annoying, isn't it? People like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we, don't, well. we don't have to like her. 
No, no, no. Uh, and then at number 10, I mean, a character I think, you know, again, we just all relate to neighbours, was Helen Daniels, Anne Haddy, who apparently Annie was saying was quite a heavyweight actress. She was kind of, oh. we've got that, we've got those over here. You know, you've got your Rita, um, who's played by Barbara Knox in Corrie, who'd been there. For, mm. Was she the kind of, kind of matriarch yes. of the show? Yes. Oh, yes. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, kids used to go up to her and oh, no, girls, sorry, I shouldn't say kids and make it both genders. Girls used to go and say, oh, should I do so and so and so and so? And, and, uh, and would, she would say, no, uh, you're doing it the way you should be doing it. And the right. way you should be doing it is the way that you want to do it. Don't let me tell you to do the way, do it the way I would. She didn't say that all the time, but uh, she would say, well, yes, you could do a little better by doing so-and-so. But uh, as isn't, isn't it funny? Then she went away and uh, Anne and I, we we had these, oh, look, we did. I think that's what kept us young, you know, beautiful kids, lovely, lovely kids coming up and, and having enough humility to say, would you help me with this, please? Yes. And, yeah. you know, and you'd get the ones that, were of course they knew they were fantastic and they really were slumming it by being in the soap. Uh, but we didn't get to know them very well, and you got to know the ones that were going to make it. Yes, by what you were doing your scene uh, on the floor, you'd see a little head popping around the corner from one of the flats, watching, watching. Yes, what watching and they put me so much in mind of me when i was doing the music the big musicals uh i i when every time moment that i wasn't changing cosy or, or something like that i'd be up there watching the overseas artists doing it and and you know i would uh, pick on a different one male and female because i'd read the whole script yeah, and I'd say, oh, would I do that? And then I, I'd work out how I would, and then I'd go up and just see how they were doing it. And, yeah, uh, gee, uh, it was the best school in the world. It's a good advice for people listening, actually. As a director, I used to do the same. Just every moment that you've got going, I used to go and sit on set and watch other directors just to see what I would do or what I wouldn't do. Did I agree with them? Didn't I? And see, Lee, you've just done it correctly, you see. And and people will keep hearing from you because your ego hasn't got in the way. No, yeah. I mean, um, Deborah Lawrence, who, plays Pip, who played Pippa in Home and Away, oh. Same she oh. Otis, um, you know, like Heath Ledger was one of the ones who would sit in the green room. Oh. Do you mind if I could have lunch with you and just grill her? And she was like, she said exactly the same as you. You knew the ones that were going to make it because they just put yes. the time and effort in. Yes, yes, it's, it's so true. And do you know what? I won't say who it is, uh, but one of them, I'll say he, uh, let me know how much I'd helped him. Oh wow. And- Brilliant. And now I could I could never dream of doing what he does. I yeah. could never dream of it. He has just gone so far above. I I love conclusions. I want to know how some actors come to the conclusion that they do to play the part. Right, yes, very much so. Yes. How do you get to that conclusion? I, I mean, I know how I do it. Yeah. But it couldn't possibly be the same way because I couldn't do what they do, you see? Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. If it's just young minds that can do it and older minds are too steeped in what they've been doing for years and years. I don't know. I think it's, well, we've all got a different way of, of playing stuff or a different way of playing stuff. Let's move on with the list. At number eight, obviously, um, Kylie Minogue and Jason, who played Scott. Oh, okay. And oh. you worked with them, obviously, loads. I mean, they, I mean, I suppose they were part of this catastrophic explosion of neighbors because they oh, came, came yes. massive stars. Again, did you sense that when they were there that these two were going to be who they turned out to be? Uh well I did with Kylie. I I and let me tell you a very simple reason why. Uh there's a there's a phone in the green room, of course. And um oh in case anyone doesn't know, the green room is where we all sit around waiting to go on and do our scenes. So yeah. we're all in there learning our words. Anyway, Carly was on the phone one day and somebody wanted her to advertise their product. And um I to hear the way this kid, and she was a kid then, to hear the way this kid handled this 
dodgy character. It was a a, a lesson for wow. everyone. It was a lesson. God, she was good. And she did it so sweetly and with such a smile. <laughs> but I can't tell you what the bubble over her head was saying. It's uh, not nice. <laughs> but she did it so well. She did it. There was the future super professional handling, not handling just not her talent, but uh, these people who are going to try and make money from her in the future. And again, like you guys, apart from you and Anne, I mean, that that kind of family-ness in that house, that, yeah. I mean, was part of that brilliance. Because Charlene was a brilliant character, as was Scott. I mean, it must have been a... Because I remember days on sets with, you know, you, you go, oh, God, I'm working with that family today. Or you go, oh, my God, I'm working with this family. And you must have... It must have been yeah. great days when you were all together. Yes, indeed, it was. It truly was. Um, yeah. And sometimes you'd be out in the street doing your shopping or something. People would call you for about 15 minutes and ask you questions about some other character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm saying, excuse me, I'm here too, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, don't, I think I think Kylie will always be one of those people. It's just, there's, I don't think there's any been anyone else that's been that stratosphere. Ferric, do you know what I mean? From a show, I mean it was, it was like a Britney moment, wasn't it? She just went crazy. Back. Amazing. I tell you something, I have to thank her for. She spent so much time stopping me from smoking. Oh, did she? Oh, God, she was, she was almost cruel. <laughs> like a problem. Like a problem. You're not going to get any uh, looking any younger by smoking, you know, Smithy. That's brilliant. Then we'll move to one of my favourite characters ever. She's at number seven, um, and Annie was telling me so much about the lovely Vivian Gray, who played Mrs Mangle. Oh, and, I mean, one of the biggest baddies, I think we'll all remember, but actually Annie said you couldn't have got a lovelier person. Precisely. And the reason she left this country, I just apologise to her ghost. I, do you know why she left this country? I think Annie said that she used to get pelted with stones and stuff from kids. On her roof, on her roof, by wow. idiots. Can't tell the difference between reality. Oh, you. Oh. What a shame, isn't it? That's such a shame that she played such because she was so brilliant at playing. Yeah. But then people thought she was that woman. Yeah. So it's once again, it's me. I'm not very fond of my gender, Lee. I think the male gender is. Left wanting. Yes, yeah. Uh, you look at your TV tonight. You 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 look at your uh, uh, news, um, and if, if everything has that's bad has got to do with the male gender <laughs> or religion. There, you are. I shouldn't have said it, but I've now I've said it. Yes. And well, it's, it's a shame, isn't it, that someone who I mean, we just all loved is it? I I mean, so it must have been that must have been sad to see someone go because of that. You oh. know, she, if she was enjoying the job. Yes, yes, indeed. And well, it just yeah, shows, oh. it's, it's, and that that still happens. I mean, that just shows. Um, I suppose the power of of brilliant actors, but also the the downside that people can't. I mean, to be honest, yeah. on a good side of that, I would say some of my. Soap is a very weird thing that I think doesn't happen with films a lot of the time. Even my family, even though they're not silly and they know it's not real, you know, say when they used to visit me on set, they would call the people by their character names because they're in their yeah. house every day of the week. You know, it's almost yeah. people feel like they know you. Yes. <laughs> or don't know you. They know Harold. You know, they, they, they yes, know indeed. Harold. Yeah. It's a bizarre. I mean, have you ever had that with any other job? No, I haven't. No, no. And when I, when I, once again, when I go shopping for anything and somebody has to get something for me that's not on show, they say, "Oh, Harold wants that." I said, <laughs> "Oh, you're, you're sacked." You know. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely hilarious, isn't it? Uh, right, let we'll finish this list. Uh, number six, Toady. I mean, Ryan Maloney. He's still in oh, the show. Yeah. Uh, he's. Well, I mean, he's he's again becoming. He's probably gonna. He'll probably be there till he's your age. And he's. But he's. I've never met him. It. What's what's Ryan like to work with? Oh, he's just a, a genuine, genuine. He's another guy, Pierce. He's right, brilliant. I mean, it seems like he's really turning another them out. guy. Pierce. He, he, and he's so honest 
Um, I mean, you'd be on the on the floor there, and uh, you throw him a wrong word or something, and about three lines further on, um, he'd have to stop because something's gone wrong. And it, and I'd, I'd say to him, "I'm sorry, mate. That's that was my." He says, "No, it's not. I stopped because I couldn't think." You know, and he, he'd always own his own mistakes. Yeah, he'd never find a way out. And there were people there it was. Well, there's one person that was never his mistake, never his. <laughs> no, it's, oh, there was a person. Yeah. There's a person I won't name on Emmerdale that it would be because uh, yes, a, a light switch. They heard a light switch. <laughs> yeah, or, or in the last take, that extra over there didn't wasn't looking that way. <laughs> yes, yeah. You oh. always know those people. It's hilarious. Oh, carry on, ever. otherwise yeah. we'll run out of time. At number five. Uh, was Madge at number four was Harold very high up on the list number Ooh. two number two and three together they put um Carl and Susan that we have to mention Alan Fletcher's been on the show lovely Jackie Woodburn's coming on um again they're kind of I suppose the new age uh I mean very different than Harold and Madge but they become the stalwarts now haven't they they are probably the you know what what, what the new generation uh they're probably That's the right. Madge and Harold to them That's right. That's correct. And uh, by golly, they, they they carry such a heavy load every week. I don't know. My brain cannot do now what it used to be able to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I once stood in front of a camera and did two and a half uh, pages of dialogue straight off. Wow. No breaks, nothing. Now, I, could no, I couldn't do a half a page now. It's just my brain is just not up to it. No, I, well, I mean, and that's you've, you're a full, full, you've got full reason to be able to be like that as you go. I mean, because it's amazing. You're still, not many people could, as they get older, carry on with the way. A lot of people say it keeps you, it keeps you young in a way, though, but having to. It, it yeah. It's certainly, yes. Uh, as a, a bit of fear. And fear is the word that I can only use that uh, belongs to me for for this subject. A bit of fear makes you work so much harder and so much better. And yeah, as much as I hate it, because I'm sure it ages you as well, but uh, which is arguing what you just said, but um, oh, I don't know. I don't know, Lee. I, I think, think well, just... I think I think this job always, whatever show I go and direct, you're back to square one. You get the fear. You're working with new actors. Yeah. You're being tested, but that's what keeps you motivated and alive. I think. I mean, I, you know, that's 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 the excitement, isn't it? Well, you know, you'll be working with new actors that you want to impress. Every, you know, it's it's what makes it exciting. I suppose, even though even though you said sometimes you go, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself yeah, through this? I tell you what, Lee. I think you and I have got to work together at some time. We're agreeing. Fine. I know we're agreeing a lot, aren't we here? This is great. Oh, well, let's yeah. finish this list. Number one. I mean, uh, he's been on the show as well. What a brilliant man. He made me laugh so much. Stefan Dennis, Paul Robinson comes out number one. Again, oh. just a brilliant character and an amazing yeah. actor who did, Stefan admitted as well, I did say to him, he did have the worst song out that well, out of all, all that, that time when everyone was releasing songs. He had a terrible one out, but we'll forgive him yeah. for that. <laughs> and look, once again, the guy club. He belongs to the guy club. Yes, totally. Yeah. Gee, there are a lot of I don't know whether that show created guys or Well, it's or great, guys... isn't it? It's a great, it's a great um thumbs up for neighbors that there's I mean, most well, people we've talked about today, and we obviously won't name the ones we haven't, but that basically there's a lot of people there that's it's produced some brilliant, brilliant people as well as characters. Uh, and and gee, it's good to belong to that group. Yeah, just to work. I mean, just to work with them. It, it, it's really because sure, surely a bit of their goodness has rubbed off. You know what I mean? Uh, we're so close. We must have rubbed off on each other. Sure. Well, I think That's... I always say I always say when I direct stuff, you've got to have fun in this job, and I think that comes across barrels on the screen. If oh, you're okay. having a good time, you can't help yeah. but see that, even if it's sad stuff. Just that comrade, you know, the way that people get together, all the crew work much better if you're having fun and you're enjoying it. And it just comes radiates off screen, I think. Well, I, I tell you, there was one scene I did um, with Tom uh, where we were in the kitchen uh, and uh, this, the scene was that I come in and find that he'd slipped over and fall on, onto the kitchen floor. And let's and, quickly uh, say, let's quickly say, Ian, because we haven't mentioned this is Tom Oliver. Okay, and uh, I, I have, 
and trying to pick him up. I fell on the floor as well. And then I, I, I gave him a wink and I said, let's keep going. And so we just end up with one of those, it's like farting in church. You can't <laughs> stop laughing. And we laughed and we laughed and God blessed the director. He kept going. And it turned out to be one of the funniest things. It was people said they were watching it and laughing. Brilliant. Brilliant. And that was Tom Oliver, who played Luke Carpenter, who we haven't yes, met. Yes, you were lucky yeah. enough, I suppose, lucky enough, not only did you have Anne and that partnership, but you, Harold yeah. and Lou, became this, well, kind of almost Laurel and Hardy, I think. They were... So, oh, we were often, often doubled up as that, yes. And that must have been amazing. Was that quite an instant bond? Did you know Tom before? Because that relationship really oh. was an amazing relationship. Oh, we, we played some dirty tricks on each other and we learned to do just that. There was one scene where uh, I, I kept stumbling over one word. And uh, so I, I did the unforgivable. There's a bowl of fruit in the kitchen and I wrote that one word on the apple <laughs> on the top of the, and top of the pile of fruit. So uh, I'm waiting outside and uh, outside the door to enter, and I'm looking at the screen, Tom walks up and takes a bite out of the apple. Guess which <laughs> bit Brilliant. That's brilliant. No, it's That's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, no, what a partnership that was. And obviously, let's move on to the, I mean, this, I could talk to you for hours, but we'll come to an end because otherwise everyone's going to be uh, get going on to another podcast anyway. But it's come back, obviously. Well, the end, like you said earlier, it was announced as the end. I did some lovely stuff. I went to spend the day at Holly Valance's house and we filmed at Holly and Natalie and Brulia, which was lovely. Um, but I mean, everyone was quite then totally shocked that it was coming back. I mean, it must have been, a, it must have been obviously very sad when it was ending. And then how did you, how did you hear that, oh, no, we're coming back? My agent rang me. She said, now, what's the last thing you would expect to happen? Oh, I thought, <laughs> oh, God, left field. How can I answer that? Oh, I said, I don't know. You're pregnant. She said, no. <laughs> she said, the show is coming back. Well, I can only take her word for it, but, uh, but there's a long silence. I, I had to process that. And Yeah. But you know, funny, the thing my brain immediately went to was my storyline, my storyline of brain. I thought, how the hell are they going to do that? <laughs> uh, and I came up with some pretty brilliant ideas, but not as brilliant as the way they uh, came. Well, not as brilliant as the story they came up with. Which I can't wait to see. And it must have been, I mean, for everyone, I mean, and it's coming. What I find really interesting, I think, is this the future of soap? I don't know what you think. I think soaps are obviously having to change because now everyone watches stuff streaming. No, you know, very rare that, well, no kids would come home and uh, every day watch something at seven o'clock on the telly. You know, they watch it when they want. What I love, yeah. what I find exciting, what Neighbours is doing is that it's making it into seasons now. It's not just an ongoing, forever-ending things, which gives you a break. Uh, like, to, do you think that is kind of maybe the future? I've given up trying to predict. Lee. Yeah. I really have. I, I, I just, I'm not clever enough. It sounds like I'm fading away, doesn't it? No, no. I, I do come up with my thoughts, but then when it happens, I thought, oh God, I would never have thought of this. Yeah, and I used to be cleverly. I was the cleverest person I knew. Once well, you upon say a time. that, but you say that, Ian. I've I've had this conversation with people that are storyliners on shows, and they'll go, and I'm like, oh, because you know, you see them, and they'll go, actually, right, okay, so now think of a storyline, say for Diane from Emmerdale, and actually sit there going, well, if it's not that she's going to die or that she gets cancer or she's going to kill someone, it's really hard to think of continuing stories for people that have been there for years. So right, so right. So it's not uh, real silly, uh, it's actually a real skill. So all shout out to the storyliners of Soaps as well, because to constantly come up with, and we know that the audience need now is so much bigger than, um, which I find a shame because I think Soaps have moved away from being the kitchen sink dramas, which I think people love to being a bit more issue based. And I think that we need to come back a bit and uh, talk about, and you know, I think we don't concentrate on the characters enough now and we concentrate on the storylines a bit too much is my thing. Yes, yeah, yes, you're right. Uh, no, oh, Lee. Can we stop agreeing? I know. Can we stop agreeing? We need to go out and have a nice whiskey, Ian. When I'm, uh, I mean, I'm trying. I've tried to persuade Jason to get me over there to. Direct, I'm really desperate to come because I've directed now loads here. I want to come and direct out there with you guys. So uh, we need. To, 
We need to start um, a little uh, petition for that. You'll have to work bloody hard. You'll have to work bloody hard. Oh, I'm uh, used to that. Don't worry, I'm used to that. Well, um, I know you can't say much, and this is going out at the launch week, so I don't want you to ruin anything. But is, uh, should we be excited for Harold coming back? I mean, are you back full time? Are you back kind of bits and bobs? Lee, not telling you a, a thing. thing. Good. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> <The> utmost professional. <laughs> Well, we I'll tell are... you something. I'll Go tell on. you something. I'm told during the the pandemic, I started. I well, I had to cut my own hair, and uh, I'm just looking at your photo on the screen here. We've got the same haircut. <laughs> we have, yes. <laughs> well, there we go. That's. Uh, I mean, is that a new? Is, is that a new Harold's haircut that's coming in? That'd be, that would be amazing <laughs> if Harold came back with. No, my no, it, 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 it was approved by my agent. So there you are. <laughs> well, it's been absolutely amazing. We could talk for hours because you've done so much. You have done so much more, but obviously, we're here to talk about the soap and the soap coming back. It must be an exciting time there. There must be an exciting because the buzz is huge here. That it must be a, a bit. A, it must be nice to be part of something. Good. That's got a massive buzz again because neighbours we know did lull for quite a few years. It must be exciting again to be there. The sense of expectation, it's vibrant. Yeah, it, it's more than I can handle. I just say, look, I'm not saying that. Well, as I just said to you, <laughs> uh, no, can't tell you, can't tell you, because I can't think of words to keep people satisfied. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. it's hard. Well, this podcast does it because what we do is love to remember the you know the older days and go back in time with soap, which we have today. And it's been honestly an absolute. We've actually, I'll put when we put this out, I, well, you would never remember, but I've met you twice. I worked on Saturday. Yes, I do. No, Lee, yeah, I do remember. You do remember. We oh, met, I do. We I met know, the, I don't remember twice. We I met at the what? Soap Awards uh, when yeah. you got for an award and we got and, and you came over with Holly Valance for a publicity. That's right. And, uh, and you, you know, funny on... part, we pulled up in our taxi at the red carpet and the cop wouldn't let us get out. Oh, really? No, he said, no, you go around the back of the crowd. Oh, that, oh my God, that's brilliant. Well, we were, you <laughs> came on Saturday morning telly with uh, that I was working on, you and Holly, and I remember we had, I think we had yes. in the bar afterwards. So we have met, but we'll have to meet again, Ian, because it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Please, thank you so much. Thank you so much, and good luck with the new series. Thank you. Bye-bye, <laughs> yeah, all. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Soap from the Box, celebrating the return of Neighbours to Amazon Freebie. If you've not joined yet, sign up and watch some massive things to come from the show. Remember, there's over 90 episodes of Soap from the Box to download and listen to right now. 